Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome to another fresh episode here in the Space Lounge of Go Mo Tonight, the Monadnock Region's only locally focused weekly comedy podcast. I am here in the lounge with my co-host, Zoe Roten-Heinzman, and I am Chris DiLoretto, and our other co-host, Sam Abbott, Sells Homes, Katak, um, not here with us today. Um, and I don't know for one hundred percent sure what he's doing. I think there are a few options. He's he could be in hiding. As, could as, be. That's as, always as, the choice. That's the recurring thing every episode is that he might be trying to save his real estate business from us. Um, from us. You never know. But he always comes back though, so I don't know. It's a maybe it's an inner conflict. Uh, or though he he did tell me he um, he's taking college classes. Right. Yes. He's got a lot of work. College, college boy, Sam. Yep. So studying up. Let that be a lesson to you kids out there. Stay out of school because you're going to miss everything. Um, if you, if you do that, like Sam, you're going to end up hacked. Um, and, uh, you don't, you don't want to be there, but, uh, so the two of us this evening, it's been a few weeks since we've had a regular episode. Uh, it is Thursday night, September 1st at 9.35 p.m. So we're recording this episode prior to Labor Day weekend. Episode's going to come out after Labor Day weekend. We can perhaps consider this our, our Labor Day episode uh, in a way. And symbolic Perfect end of really- out of school message for this first week of school. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, symbolic end of summer. Uh you know, and I'm not letting go readily here. Obviously, like I, you know, I shaved my face for the night market. And, and for those of you who don't know, it's the first time I've been clean shaven in like, I don't know, nine years or so. Um, I don't do that often. But despite the fact that in mid-August, I often do retire the summer mustache and return to the beard, I was not and am not ready for that. So I grew it back. And in fact, this is a bigger summer mustache than the style of summer mustache I had most of the year. That is my act of defiance. I'm also still wearing a summer shirt. Um, we're not jumping to cardigans just yet, and I'm not going back to the beard just yet. I think I might carry it all the way to the equinox this year. And, um, and, and it's perhaps fitting because I have declared, in, in fact, I did so publicly today, that this year is going to be one of the rare years when I don't really, I'll still make comments. Don't, don't expect to never hear anything from me, but I'm not going to make a very big deal out of complaining about and hating the winter this year. And to be clear, this is not me turning over a new leaf. This might come as a surprise to some people, but I have done this every few years since the winter of 2002 into 2003. Um, so this is the 20 year anniversary of that. But every few years, there's no exact count. I couldn't pinpoint the years in between. I know that year because I remember consciously making the decision to do that. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to mind the winter this year. It was either that year or the year after. I don't know. It was one of those two years, right? And I was like, I'm not going to mind the winter this year. I'm just going to ignore it. And I was living in the city at the time, which actually means being outside in the winter much more than living in the country does um, because public transportation, walking lots of places, etc. Um, I was out in the cold and I was a smoker. Um, and, you know, even 20 years ago, Boston had a smoking ban. So outside a lot. And I was like, 
I'm just not going to mind the cold this year. Mm-hmm. And you can make decisions like that if you really mean them. I, and, and it's a choice, and it's not a choice that I always want to make. And most of the time, I don't want to make it. I would prefer to complain. Um, but it's been a while. And last year, I went especially hard at the winter and at the winter people. So it seems fair that this year I perhaps compensate a little bit by backing off. As I said to um, our, our friend and uh, sometimes Manadnock Underground contributor, Matei, uh, earlier today, it's like a year of Jubilee. Um, you know, like every few years, nice. hey, yeah. Chris doesn't mind the winter, you know, I'm going to celebrate. Um, but if I'm not going to mind the winter, I'm going to cling to the summer as long as possible. I'm not going to be sad about the drought. I'm not going to be sad if it's warm all the way into October. Um, I wouldn't be sad about those things anyways. Who am I kidding? But um and, and, and I'm not going to be too much of a bastard about the winter. I'm not going to embrace the Higgy. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you that it's good to feel to want to feel cozy because, as I said earlier today, wanting to feel cozy is an emotion. It's a symptom of an emotional disorder. Um, you shouldn't wanting to have a lot of clothes on you. You know, it's like it's like needing a weighted blanket. Like it's a disorder. It's a. It's a. You should work through it, not embrace it. You know. And I'm going to say this preemptively, too, because it's going to be difficult to hold. And I don't think I'm going to be able to hold back on this one, despite my vows about the winter. But before you guys share that bullshit thing that that woman wrote with that stupid drawing of the underground animal hibernating, I just want to remind everybody. There is because the, the whole point of this of this meme, if you haven't seen it, is that like in our modern world, we are ignoring the natural slowdown of winter and, you know, nature has gone to sleep, but humans are contradicting nature by living uh, and going about their lives. That's right, we are. Out of right. year and all this stuff and in our modern culture. Like the, it's this idea that back in the day, we hibernated or slowed down, like didn't. And yes, granted, in an agricultural society in a wintertime, there isn't farm work to do, um, but no one was asleep and life didn't stop. And like, oh, my God, it just makes no sense. There has never been a society, a human society in the history in 500,000 years that has gone dormant in the wintertime. It's not a human behavior. In fact, Almost no animals go dormant in the wintertime either. Like almost zero. There's like a dozen, you know, like nobody like ticks go dormant in the wintertime. You know, fleas go dormant in the wintertime. Do you want to be do you think that we need to get in touch with our insect nature for four months, five months out of the year and behave like that? Is that where we're at? Wait, wait. In, in March and April, should we pay tribute to our um, like the fish stage of our evolution as well? I mean. Um, I don't know what that would look like, but it doesn't seem like a very good idea. So remember, humans go around the year, 12 months, all the time. It's natural. that That is what we're supposed to do. And if you feel like you can't do that, that's a disorder. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, that's what you got to work on. Is uh, Yeah. So do you, do, you remember, do you remember like back when Nadnock Underground was new and I wrote that piece about about what like the Abenaki did in the winter, just because it, I was curious about it. And I wrote that. I do that remember that, but I don't remember what they did. They hunted. 
That was oh, like the yeah. hiking season because yeah. like they they had sleds and skis and stuff, so they could like move really fast over the snow. And that was like a time. And then you could you could freeze the meat. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you could actually like use it all of it instead of it like rotting and going bad. So yeah, and the little uh, the little walking meat creatures um, can't hide because all the underbrush hide. is gone. You know what I mean? So you can also see a good point through That's the forest good, and hunt. Yeah. Um, so no slouches, those Abenaki in the wintertime. They were not sitting around with, you know, Grandma Abenaki listening to stories around the fire with well, nutmeg. They I did mean, do no, they that, did, they did, I shouldn't say that. They did do stories around the fire. It's just not all they did. They didn't do. Right. But they that was also like a distinctly wintertime thing to do. Right. Because in the summertime, you don't need that. You're not supposed to say the stories. Yeah. But it was balanced with hunting. And that's almost a little Steinerific, um, you know? I mean, yeah, I, I assumed that's where you were going with it, actually. It wasn't, but um, <laughs> it's interesting to see that contrast between um, the Abenaki and our, our good friend, uh, Rudy. Um, so, anyways, though, that's the change in the season. Here we are. And it's uh, we've got an exciting fall ahead. There's going to be a lot of great things. There's nothing to really be upset about. Uh, I'm still a little worried about January and February because those months are never fun. But maybe we can maybe if we if we plan far enough ahead, maybe we can do something about that this year. Hmm. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm just we got to beat this. I don't want to. I don't want it to suck. Like I don't want just like two months of being like. I haven't done anything fun. And, I, you know, for those of you who don't know, I mean, I can hear you out there being like, well, that sounds like that's your, pro-, you know, whatever. I'm a fun guy. I create fun all over the place. So if I can't have fun, then there's a problem. And it, it and it really, it's just, again, it's um, because I, I, I do believe that I have the ability to have a good time in almost all circumstances. Uh, this is a, a planning and logistics problem. You know, mm-hmm. this, this means that if I'm if I am unable to do it in the moment, perhaps we need to try doing something well in advance. We need to try engineering this a little bit. Um, Good idea. Although I yeah. have to admit that the first thing that popped into my head when you said that was like, "Let's go to Florida in February." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I one day, one day. I hope. <laughs> I, I really do. Um, I would love but to be. That, we can probably do something. Something more fun than sitting around feeling like February sucks. My parents, um, my parents live, they live in the house I grew up on and it's on a street that only, it's on like a little dead end lane with only two houses on it. Right. And they're right across from each other. And the guy across the street who has also lived there since I think the late eighties, um, him and his wife became snowbirds and they're like, they're extreme snowbirds too. I really admire it. They, they bail in like November and come back in like June. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, even I'm not sure I would even do all of that. You know what I mean? But you know, January to April, I think I could do that. If I was going to pick a three month stretch, that would make sense. Cause usually, you know, you can get December kind of like has its own momentum and that can yeah. kind of carry through. Exactly. I don't love November. I hate November. Typically. But last year it was okay, you know, but February is the one that's never okay. 
Yeah. And then March, March is tough too. Cause you just expect it to be better than it is. Every time. And I feel like <laughs> if you're in Florida, it's probably great. I did I, one year, my freshman year in high school, I did do the cliche thing and, and drive with some friends to Florida on spring break. And it was like, I joined this trip at the last minute after someone dropped out and I had like, I think I, and this was for like a week, right? I think I had $80 and ate the weed and a ball of opium. And that got me to Florida and back. Um, and it was March and we didn't even go. Well, we did one, one night overnight. We drove down to Daytona beach, but that's as far South as we went. Most of the time we were staying up in Jacksonville. And let me tell you, even up in Northern Florida, March was awesome. It was not disappointing at all. We went to the beach. We were sweating, you know, like it was, uh, it was awesome. It was exactly what I hoped for from Florida. And, um, and then, like I said, we drove overnight down to Daytona beach and like maybe slept for an hour in the van, but like watch the sun come up and like, I don't know. It was fun. And like, we were underage too. So like we couldn't get into any like clubs or bars or anything. So there wasn't any of those things that I would typically associate with like now, if I went to Florida, like I'd be going here, I'd be going there. We were just, we were just like out in the streets and on the beach, you know, um, it was awesome. Um, I wouldn't do it now, you know, that I, yeah. like I said, I would, I would go to the hotels and the bars and everything. Um, but, but still I have funds. I, if you can't tell, I have very fond memories of this and I want to be in Florida in March again. Um, <laughs> We're coming up on the 20 year anniversary of that trip. As a matter of fact, crazy wow. to think about. Uh, it's about time. I, I reprised Wait, Florida in so, March. So this is the winter then that you decided not to hate it. And if, if your dates earlier were correct, if my dates are correct. That's right. And so I made so, it all the way to March and then I went to yeah. Florida as a reward. Sounds, See, sounds good things nice. come to you sometimes when you do these things with these little yeah. acts of mercy, but if I was to do it every year, then I wouldn't get anything out of it because then it wouldn't be special. Right. It only means not something. Going coming to Florida, from me you mean like not complaining about the winter. You're correct. Yes. That is what I mean. Um, yeah. So um, anyways, you want to know something interesting is, and this is a little bit off topic, but just a, something to note, maybe historically, maybe this is something that's forgotten about and people will listen to this years later and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing. But just under an hour ago, the new Lord of the Rings show, two episodes came onto Amazon. And I think based on what I've read, that it is probably very bad. Um, oh, no. Yeah, oh, that's what no. it sounds like. It sounds like they spent a billion dollars to make a really bad Tolkien show. Oh no, um, that's so not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, and the, what I've read ha has killed my hope for this series because the things that are supposedly bad are so numerous and are in so many different directions. It's like everything that they could have done wrong. It sounds like they did. They did wrong, and. What's interesting is that they apparently, like, apparently this has been publicly said that that the they because of the billion dollar investment that Amazon Studios put into this, if this show fails, 
Amazon Studios is over. Like Amazon will no longer be making original like films and shit um, because this will put them under. Um, but again, I don't know if they had a billion dollars to make a really good Tolkien show uh, and they fucked it up. They should. They deserve it. They should. They should throw in the towel. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. So. I might put that on later. I don't know. I got a lot to do tonight, so I probably won't, but um, yeah. I'm still curious about it, but I have watched the new game of Thrones. I was just opening my mouth to ask that. How's that? I like it. I like you it. like it? It's like old game of Thrones so far. And you know, and the first that I watched the, you know, obviously we all got burned by the end of that show. So I'm not Some of us, literally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Dracaris. Um, and, uh, uh, so I'm not so willing to trust again. It's like I've, I've, mm. yeah, I've been hurt. I've been hurt in a relationship. I can't just jump back in, but I watched the first episode and I was like, you know, there was no, um, I would say some differences between like the, the first episodes of the two series is, you know, the first episode of Game of Thrones is definitely a little bit better because you are introduced to two or three characters in that first episode that you're immediately drawn to. Um, sure. And however, my memory of when I first watched that first episode of Game of Thrones, I had never read any of the books and I didn't really know what to expect. My my parents and my brother were just like, "You should watch Game of Thrones. It's awesome." So yeah. I put on this episode, and it's it's like there's so much incest. And I'm just like, what, what are you wanting me to watch? Like, right, right, right. This? Well, I, was, so, I was, I was, I was about to mention it actually. So, um, so there's, there's no, there's no characters in the first episode of house of the dragon that you're immediately connecting with, but it's fine. It worked without it, but that's just something to point out. Like there's no Tyrion Lannister, um, yeah. that, that, that's there to charm you right off the bat. You know, there's no, there's not even really, like innocent child's uh, Arya, who's good with you know what I mean. Like there, there, there's none of that really. Um, there's no incest um, so far. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be. In, I mean, it's Game of Thrones. There's incest somewhere, um, and then there's there's a lot of talk of of um, royal marriages that need to happen and stuff. So of course it's this this sort of thing is gonna come up, right? Um, but no. Um, no, no twins going at it. And, and there's no, and there's no big moment like kid getting pushed out of a window of a tower. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. nothing like that happens, but I ended it and I was like, and, and I am, for those of you who don't know, very, very critical and, and, and very harsh. And I was very ready to walk away at, at even the slightest defense from this, but the, the episode ended and I was like, the offense never came. I was like, okay. I was like, nice. good. I was like, the, the writing was good. The acting was good. Um, there's nothing that I'm immediately like sucked into, but I'm not turned off and I will continue to watch. And then the second episode was better. Um, it, it, it topped it. Like the second episode I was like, okay, I was like, all right, I'm into this now. And it's, um, politics and Royal marriage, you know, it, it's, it's all the best stuff from game of Thrones. Um, so far from, from like the, you know, um, Are there only two episodes? Yep. Yep. Okay. It, it's it's airing live, and so the third episode will be on Sunday. 
And uh, this similar thing is true of the uh, Lord of the Rings. Two episodes came out tonight for the debut, but then I think it's weekly um, for a while. But I think there's only eight or something like that. So, like, God almighty, like, if they fuck this up and this is terrible and they only made eight episodes and they had a billion dollars, like, yes, Amazon, go back to selling books. (laughs) (laughs) I I hear Barnes & Noble's doing really good, so there's some market share for you to steal back if you want to focus on something you're good at. But, like, I mean, at the same time, you know, it's, it does, if, if this is what happened, right, and we don't know for sure yet, but it certainly it certainly looks that way, um, it really is remarkable the fact that only HBO has ever really been able to make true prestige television, with the, with the sole exception of AMC a, cup, a couple of times. And in my estimation, none of the AMC shows reach an A-plus level. Mm. Although Mad Men probably gets an A, although sometimes I think it's an A minus. Sorry, guys. Breaking Bad is an A minus show at best, but it's really probably a B plus. And I'm halfway through Better Call Saul. And that's probably B plus A minus as well. For it's different still, reasons. It's still very good. It's still very good. It is. It is still very good. And nobody else really even makes shows that come that high, you know? I mean like Showtime has always tried. They've been trying for 20 years. You know, every single show that Showtime has tried with. Well, so a big show was Weeds, um, Nurse Jackie. Um, I watched like a season of Weeds. I didn't like it. No, so Weeds was great for two and a half to three seasons. And it was on for 10, like eight to 10 seasons. Uh Like, and that is what happens with every Showtime show. Um, Nurse Jackie was like that. Um, Really, really compelling, interesting show for like two seasons. And then, Two more seasons after that, you're like, why am I watching this? This show sucks. Um, it, like, it, it's like that much of a turn. And the same thing mm-hmm. with weed. Like, it just it started off with this really great concept of like suburban single mom widow weed dealer, and just like to say it went off the rails doesn't even come close to describing where that show went. Maybe I watched longer. Maybe I just like binged it because I re- distinctly remember the going off the rails. Yeah. Going off and the rails doesn't like happen. It. it doesn't happen until like the third or fourth season. Yeah. But then it's a steep decline yeah. from there. Um, steep, 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 steep. Um, you know, there's probably somebody out there who's going to shout out Dexter, which like, you know, I haven't watched, but even without watching it, I know it's not, it's not an A or an A plus. There's no way. Um, you know, um, but like, you know, and then the, the newer networks have tried as well. I mean, you know, like, I mean, Disney cranks out a new like Star Wars or Marvel show like every 15 minutes. I am not going to entertain the debate about whether or not those should be in the discussion. We will we will not even be having that conversation. Um, and I don't know. Apple TV Plus. I mean, Ted Lasso has won a lot of awards. I sh- I shouldn't say anything negative. I literally have a high school friend who works on the show and I still haven't watched it because it sounds cheesy and I think it's probably cheesy and I don't really like cheesy things. Although I am on Jason Sudeikis' side, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, fuck them. Um, Team Jason all the way, but I still might not watch his show. 
Um, but but that's that's an example of one that succeeded. But I'm not convinced that it's a it's like you know in the realm of HBO. You know, I don't know. No no one no one seems to be able to do. It. I mean, in Amazon's tried before too. They had like the Man in the High Castle, which I think I watched maybe a season of. It was good, not great, and I heard it got worse. Um, you know, they've had a couple of shows that um, were okay. There's an interesting um, little half-hour comedy that ran for a few seasons by Amazon called Mozart in the Jungle, and it's about um, – it, I mean, it's it's a little soap opera-ish, but it's also comedic, but it's about, um, like, classical musicians and, like, their – debauched ways and stuff it's pretty good and that, that's pretty entertaining yeah i don't know if i could give it an a you know what i mean right. but pretty good so i mean everyone's tried all these people have tried i mean netflix of course has tried netflix netflix is like it seems like their studio is like perfectly primed to churn out like in the c plus to b range of shows mm-hmm. um from what i've seen narcos was a b plus show um, that's that gets a B plus to A minus range, maybe not A minus, but B plus. Narcos is a B plus. Um, no one that, that's higher than most, but it's it's still rare. And you know, like I mean, I remember liking um, Orange is the New Black for the first couple seasons, but that was oh, another yeah. show that just dipped um, in. Yeah, couldn't I, still, I don't know. Same creator as Weeds. It's the, same, okay. it's, the same, it's the same person as weed. So it makes sense that like, again, it was a great premise, right? Like yeah. innocent upper middle-class woman goes to jail for like, I don't know what it was, some kind of white collar crime or something like that. has to like survive in prison. Trafficking for her lesbian girlfriend. Oh, that's what it was, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Um, yeah. She gets swept up into a drug trafficking thing and has to go to jail and navigate the prison system. Cool premise for like two seasons. Well, and because then, it was true. Yes, right. Yes, right, right, right. Uh, the first yes, season was like based on the woman's book, and then, then they, and they, took they it. ran out of shit. Yeah, they yeah. ran out of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, so nobody, I mean, that that's actually one of. I just don't watch a lot of stuff. But, you know, you you've gotten shit before on Facebook for like not watching movies that you already know you're not going to like, and but you are like. People think you're bad about it. Like they don't know my viewing. Yeah, you are very slow. Like, you, you won't even watch movies you know you'll love. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I will get around to them. That's what I mean. Eventually, eventually you'll get there. Um, but yeah, I really don't have time for TV shows that I don't think I'm going to love. Well, that's what I'm Not saying, anymore, and, and, that, yeah. and that is the thing. You're, you you make a good point with that criticism that people make is that you know it, it is sort of like yeah, I mean I, I make that choice. In, in assessing what I think I'm going to like ahead of time, not just because I'm usually right about it and because I've been critically viewing things for decades now and I'm good at it. Um, but, but even besides that, I really, there's a lot of things that I want to watch and there's a lot of things that I do watch and it's got to be good. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit through something that I know isn't, you know, which is why it's entirely possible that I never watch this Lord of the Rings thing now that I've read what I've read, you know? Um, so, but this does all, all of this, um, you know, I, I have been thinking lately and this is possibly a pipe dream because we, y- you guys don't know in the audience, but like something that Zoe and I lament, we were doing all of these cool things, right? We, we have so much great stuff going on in some cases, 
beyond anything we've ever dreamed of that we've been able to, some of which we're going to talk about. We, we got off track in this discussion. We're going to talk about in this episode, but, um, but one thing that has been like the consequence of, of all the success and good times is that neither of us has written anything in a very long time. Right. And so, so we lament this all the time and it's like, I'm not really beat up about it or, or that bummed about it because again, the upside is so huge and it's fine and it's great. And, and the upside includes outlets for creativity. So like we are still being extremely creative in a lot of ways with a lot of things. We're doing writing in, in many of these things as well. Like there is writing, but neither of us is sitting down separately and like writing an essay or like writing a story. Right. You know what I mean? We're just, we're not doing that. And, uh, I guess I'll phrase this this way. If I were to be in a place where I were regularly writing again and publishing things on Goldman Adnock, one thing that would be a good idea for me to do is like regular writing about prestige television, because it is something that I talk about a lot. It comes up, mm. it's come up on, this is not the first time this has come up on this program. Um, I am on record as saying that I, I think that some of it, I think that the best of it almost certainly represents the best literature of our time. Um, almost certainly. And I stand by that and I think it deserves to be talked about more. So there's lots to write about and there's lots to talk about. And I think these are, these are topics that a lot of people, uh, like to read about and, and indulge in. So again, I'm not, saying I'm going to do it because we still have a lot going on and I am not sure when I'm going to get around to pop culture writing. Uh, but I love doing it. And I, one day you guys will see this. Um, we'll start, we'll begin populating that reviews page on, on our nascent website. I'm not nascent, but, uh, stagnant or stagnant website. Um, mm, that might be better. better yeah. Stagnant's a good, a good, I, I, well, you know, I did okay. have one. Good. I was going to say, I mean, I, you saw my to-do list app, but w one of the things that was on there maybe yesterday was like update website. I think the podcast episode that's on there is like episode 25 or something ridiculous like that. Like we're on oh, like 37, 37. I just, I yeah. looked a minute ago, but there are, um, Oh, two things. One, maybe this is your winter plan is doing your pop culture writing. Maybe, possibly. <laughs> maybe possibly. that's part of, part of what it can get you through. But the other thing is there are, three new candidate profiles on the website. So not completely stagnant. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. I just checked. It's episode 25 to the woman in the blue Subaru. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was some months ago. <laughs> I, I put the voices, um, you know, carousel thing up at the top. Right. But beneath that is live coverage from the polls, May 10th, Peterborough bunker hive community center. Yes, but oh, it just goes to show we're not we're not trying to be neglectful, but it is um, just little insider baseball. We don't spend a lot of our energy updating like the homepage of the website simply because people's online behavior isn't really to navigate to websites anymore. So if we have a really interesting article or something that comes out, people go to that page and come off. People receive this podcast in many ways, you know, whether that's through a podcast app, Facebook, YouTube. Um, People get emails from us, you know, um, and that's how people hear from us. But almost nobody goes www.gomenadnock.com and is like, let me check out the 
the feed on the page of, of what is there, you know? So there's no expectation of that. So I feel ashamed of it and it's me. I'm not blaming anybody else. This is my job to do and I haven't done it, but it's really not that big. It's, it's not a high priority for that reason. Right. That's why I call it stagnant because I don't, we yeah. don't touch that homepage really. <laughs> well, that, so that, uh, that was me trying to like segue into the topics candidate profiles is trying We're to in the segue middle of a political us into season again. This episode will be the last full episode to come out before the Democratic and Republican primaries on 9-13. And we will likely, I, I feel confident enough to say this, we will likely, so this episode will probably come out next Thursday, the 8th, right? Probably Friday the 9th, we will drop another, our third in a row, video-only bonus episode, um, and this one will be with uh, candidate Jonah Wheeler who is running for the Hillsborough 33 seat uh, in the Democratic primary. This is our Peterborough and, and the fiefdom, the town of Peterborough and the fiefdom of Sharon are represented by two individuals. Um, currently, it's Peter Leishman and Ivy Van. They are longtime incumbents. And this is the New Hampshire House of Representatives, which has like 400 members. We've talked about this before. Um, and so Jonah... Um, very, um, I mean, I hate to say this because this, this is probably what happens in every discussion about him, but I, I was about to say very young fellow, not trying to, it really shouldn't, because I would be, a, I mean, and this, this is no offense to Peter or Ivy at all, but I am a young fellow if I were to run against them as well, right. um, to be clear. And I am almost 20 years older than Jonah is, but this should really have nothing to do with his age. I would really encourage people to just listen to what this dude says. And I'm not tipping my hands or anything. Um, maybe I am, but um, I don't give a shit. But um, <laughs> I think I will say, I think you should listen to what he says. Um, and, and, uh, so, but it's interesting though, regardless, anyways, we've got this, this young upstart who's challenging a couple of longtime incumbents. And I think a couple of people who are, you know, um, if not outright popular, um, in the possession of very strong bases of voting support, um, in, in both of their, um, mm -hmm. you know, respective political careers. And, um, but, um, so two seats, three candidates. Musical chairs. And, yeah. Last night we had a, we hosted a debate and forum with all three of them at the library. New Girl Parlay 2. Yes. By popular demand, in fact. Yeah, yeah, actually, yes. Um, this was uh, uh, a fine constituent out there and, and regular listener. I think, I don't know if he listens, but he gets our emails anyways. Shout out to you, Bob. Right. Um, uh, reached out to us and was like, you know, there's in this, honestly, and I, I do consider myself a, a politically informed and up-to-date person, but I just do not always follow, even locally, but I do, sometimes I miss things. And, you know, I didn't know that this race was even going on. And so he called it to our attention, and we said, well, that sounds worth um, talking about. And and I do want to be clear. We we talked about this as, as, while we were planning it in our last um, in our last full episode that we did. And, you know, we, we did want to make it clear 
and this is true. This is not a wink, wink, nod, nod. But we wanted to make it clear that we are not partisan on this show. We are not. None of us are reliable Democrats or Republicans. Um, we we are not in either camp. Don't ask us to be. Don't look for us to be. If you think that that's immoral, I don't care. None of us do. And um, and like I like I joked last time, you know, paraphrasing Michael Jordan, um, Republicans buy homes too, right? I mean. Um, so anyways, um, we are not holding this debate for the Democrats because we favor the Democrats, um, on the Republican side. I mean, there's two reasons for this really, right? On the Republican side, uh, there's only two people running for two seats. Um, I reached out to Chris Maidman, uh, whose, whose wife is, you know, he's, as a, as I said, uh, at the night market, one of the two Republicans in Peterborough, um, which is a joke. There's more Republicans than that, but he is a very prominent Republican. He's actually a professional Republican, literally. Um, and, um, you know, uh, I, I, I like him. I think he's an interesting, interesting guy. Um, his, uh, his wife is one of the candidates running on the Republican side. And I, I apologize to whoever the other candidate is. I don't know who you are. I don't remember your name. Um, but I asked him, I was like, Hey, what do you think? Um, you know, because I'm not, and I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be like patriarchal here either. I don't, I'm not Facebook friends with his wife, but I'm Facebook friends with him. So I reached out to him and said, "Hey, do you think, you know, you guys would want?" And and, and Corinne at the library had asked about this too. We wanted to make the offer out there to see if they wanted, maybe not to participate in this debate, but to to have a, a some kind of forum where they could share their ideas as well. And he was like, "You know, no point for the primary, but let's aim for the general." And I'm like, "Hell yeah, let's get." Let's get everybody together in the general. You know, so that's that. We weren't leaving the Republicans out. We, in fact, put them in the loop. Um, yeah. And and we are hoping to have an inclusive debate of both parties, Peterborough Parlay 3, um, sometime probably late October. We will finalize those plans after the primary on the 13th. Um, but the second reason, if and, and, and I don't think any of the Republicans in any way would object to me saying this, but um, this is like a Democratic primary in like Boston or if, if any of you, speaking of prestige television, are fans of The Wire or Baltimore. You know, there's two seasons of that show in which a main plot is the election, but the actual election that's depicted is not the election. It's the democratic primary because in Baltimore, whoever wins the democratic primary is they don't even campaign. There's no, no, and that's how it is in Boston. That's how it is. A lot of places in Massachusetts. And that is how it is in Peterborough. Um, I don't know if it's always been this way. I have the impression that that may not be the case, that perhaps the town might've been um, maybe never a red town, but a little bit more moderate, um, moderate blue 20 years ago, something like that. You know, these, these changes happen. But today, there is not a chance in hell that these, either of these Republicans is going to take one of these seats. Um, so there's that. Okay, so I, so I do want to say, if you haven't checked out the forum, um, our video has some not awesome sound quality. It's Everything's audible, but there, there is a little bit of a hiss. There's another dude who is there whose name escapes me, but Jonah knows him. We can find him. Um, who was filming with a much better set of equipment than we have. 
And uh, so we may link to his footage if we track him down and find yeah. that when this episode comes out. But check it out. It was a really, really substantive conversation. Um, and there was at a couple of points, I'm extremely proud to say there was debating between these candidates directly at the debate. I've never, ever, ever seen that happen in Peterborough at any candidates forum of any kind. Never. And I loved it. And it was cordial and it was substantive and it was correct. And it was it was two people, really, because most of the time it usually was two people going. It was never really a full melee of the three of them. But um, in any case, it's two people staking out different points of view and defending it. And that's what I want to see. And I loved it. Yeah. And um, and so you should watch that. And it's especially important to watch it because, you know, the, the two people who win this primary next week, are going to be the people who win the seat. So it, it's important to know. That being said, that being said, even in a one-party town like Peterborough, as the media, uh, I don't want this to be a town of one-party ideas. And I don't want the presumptive winners, because of the partisan makeup of the town, to be the only ones that anybody wants to talk to. I do want to talk to the other side who can't win. I want them all in a room so that they can challenge one another. And yeah, I'm certain that one side is going to be more popular than the other in terms of the audience, whether online or in person. That's fine. And the Republicans will know that these are people running for office. They're not thin skinned. You know, let's hope that we can be mean. I mean, excuse me. Excuse me. Let's hope that we can avoid being mean. Let's hope that we can be cordial and professional and respectful, even to Republicans, heaven forbid. Let's please let's extend them the same courtesy and frankly, their points of view, Um, because no matter how convinced you are that your point of view is correct. That that hasn't in most cases been written in stone tablets as decided. And even if you will not change your mind on that thing, you need to be willing to let that thing be interrogated from time to time. Uh, And you can do that in many ways, but um, we'd like to bring that to you as a live event. And um, because that's something we can do. Uh, So real exciting. Good, good politics. Um, I I love, I love, I love contests. I do. I, I, I mean, I, I stopped being a Democrat or a Republican a very long time ago at this point. Um, and, and that has taken on many permutations. But one thing that I have never succeeded at is like losing that bug for that, like just the love of political competition. Like I, I just love it. Um, you know, it's, it sounds nihilistic to say, um, but uh, regard in some cases, regardless of outcome, um, I love the contest. Um, it, it, I think it's fun. Um, and w- when there is one, when, you know what I mean? When there is so often, especially in local races, there just isn't one, uh, but there should be more. There should always be contests. You know, I want to see the goddamn cemetery trustee be a contested race, you know, fight. Everyone should fight, fight it out. It makes us stronger, makes our ideas stronger. It makes us smarter okay. and it makes the things that we ultimately do better when we have to fight our way there. It just does. That's 
And so more fights, everybody, more fights. Um, so one other political story we got to cover. In fact, we, we mentioned so a couple episodes ago, I think we talked about George Hansel. We're going to find this guy, right? Um, well, we found well, him. We found him. We found him. Um, can't get him to come on yet. But um, so what happened was um, we were invited uh, to come. We, we mentioned this in a, in a very special episode that aired uh, by the time this comes out a couple weeks back with uh, executive director of NADOC Music, Lana Barakat, uh, in promotion of their annual fundraising gala. Um, and we were, we were invited as guests to go to this um, fantastic mansion up in Dublin um, where... Former White House, summer President White House of President William, Taft. Yeah, Taft. Yeah. William Howard Taft, summer White House, um, a true estate with a vineyard and a vista and live shirtless acrobats. And um, this is a classical music work. So they had live classical music. The director, the artistic director of uh, the Monadic Music is a cello player. And he was out there stringing away. Chelling it. Chelling it. Chelling it. Um, wonderful evening. Wonderful. Very. Thank you very much um, to Monadic Music for, um, for hosting us. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, it was absolutely our honor. It was, it was great. Um, really, really cool. Fine individual, such as many fine individuals were there. Um, but, uh, you know, as one might not be surprised about a, uh, Republican candidate for local office in pops in very, very tall, unmistakable, very recognizable George Hansel. Now I'm starting to see him on TV too. By the way, he's got commercials. He's got oh, wow. He's got big boy commercials uh, for for a primary. I, he must be he must be running against somebody, but I don't know who he is running against. We need to find this out. We need Jim, the producer. Um, um, I, I can look it up with, while you're telling your story if you want. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm almost there. Anyways, okay. uh, well, we, saw him. we saw him at the gala. Yes. We could not, he was chatting with many people, so we did not ever quite make our way over to him. And he was also very into the music, I feel. And, you know, there was one point when he just like disappeared into the concert, which who, who could blame him? Um, but yes, we did not, we saw him, we did not manage to lock George him. George Hansel run his family. <laughs> That's uh, WMUR, folks. Um, who with whom he did talk um so favoritism in the media outlets um right so so to continue this story for yeah, you please uh, I, I, all i just want to say though to that point though is i just refused to be that guy who was going to be like barging into a conversation you know i wasn't yes. trying to be too shy and i know as like a press a press guy i should i can be like a little bit pushy and like that's okay but i wasn't going to be a dick we're at a gala we're drinking champagne like so there was, it didn't happen. It, it couldn't happen. There right? just wasn't a moment. Nope. Um, there wasn't a moment. And um, so we didn't talk to him. No, so we didn't talk to him. Um, sorry, just continue for one second. I'm just trying to find out. 
And so then maybe so he then, doesn't have a maybe he doesn't have a primary fight. Maybe he's just running against Danny Custer because that's all anything seems. Well, no, mm. no, this is horseshit. This is sorry, WMUR, but this is crappy writing because it says the the lead of the article is U.S. Rep. Annie Custer D. New Hampshire has another Republican challenger joining the race in the second district in hopes of unseating her. And naturally, the article is about that other Republican challenger. But proper journalism would somewhere in here you should say Hansel joins so and so in running for this and so he must be running against somebody but i don't know who it is oh politica holy shit okay hold on hold on this seems dems interfere in gop this is politico this is national this is from three days ago dems interfere in gop primary in new hampshire a democratic group is airing cable tv ads boosting a pro-trump candidate in one of new hampshire's competitive house districts Holy shit. Uh, Okay. He's running against this guy named Bob Burns, who is a pro-Trump Republican, whereas um, Hansel, unsurprisingly, is a moderate, uh, who's backed by Chris Sununu. Controversially in the Republican Party, uh, I'm I'm just learning now, George Hansel is pro-choice. But so Custer and them are... Trying to L it. Wow. Come on, George, George, George. Come on the program. I want to talk to you about this. This is bullshit that they're doing this. And I want to talk about it. Um, fuck them. You know, and I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's strategy and all this stuff. But like, that's fucking. It's bullshit. We shouldn't be doing that in New Hampshire. Do that in Minnesota or something like that. You know what I mean? Do that somewhere I don't care about. But that actually kind of pisses me off. Um, so yeah, anyways, I friend requested the guy because we have literally 50 mutual friends in common. And I think I said this in the other episode, so, which probably doesn't actually mean we know 50 of the same people, but like he probably just accepts all friend requests, right? Politician, very smart. Um, and so I messaged him the next day and I said, look, George, I, you know, so I, I recognize you at the gala, would have liked to have said hi, didn't have a chance, but listen. We're going to Adnock. We do a little podcast. Uh, we don't usually deal with Keen. Although, you know, it did occur to me that he there's a slight possibility he might have heard all of the insults I've said about Keen and is snubbing me for that reason. Mm. Which would be excusable. It would be respectable. I would respect it. I would respect it. Um, if that was if that was his reason. That's in fact the only scenario in which I would respect his refusal to respond to me um but i'm like look here's a link to our our videos we just love to have you on it'd be no big deal you just need 20 minutes on a laptop you know uh be real quick no response within an hour i see the little picture of him moves down he sees the message no response all right so just to be a prick the next day i'm like all right, i'm not gonna let this go so another, just listen listen george i would go through official channels but you don't have a media contact on your website you have like one generic phone number and i'm not fucking calling in to like get whatever you know volunteer is answering the phone you know what i mean like i want to talk to your media person or your campaign manager or you you know because i am the media um i'm not yeah i'm not talking to come some keen state student you know whatever 
Um, so please, and I even assured him, I said, look, I know we're from Peterborough, but I promise you we're not Democrats. Again. Leaves me on scene. Leaves me on scene. Very insulting, George. Not even the courtesy of a denial. Um, I'm going to be obnoxious, you know? So just come on the show. Um, like, I, I, I mean, I am intrigued. I said this last time. I want him on the show because, it, you know, you see, the, you see a guy who's a Republican who's able to be, uh, you know, uh, elected and came with 90% of the vote. You know, he's, he's our age, which I like, and it's very consistent, again, not to be super ageist, but I have said this many times, that, like, the future is millennial. It, it is time for the millennials who are approaching 40 to step up and take the reins of society. Like, executive positions in corporations, the political office, like, it's our time. Gen X is not there. The boomers need to retire, and, and they will be forced to biologically at some point. Um, you know, this is our time. So I applaud that. Regardless of who he is or his political views, good. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's definitely part of why I like um, Chris Maidment. You know, I mean, he, he happens to be like a fairly charming fellow anyways, but I like it that like, we're like the same age. And he's he's stepping up and he's out there doing the thing in society. That's what I want to see. And I am happy that George is doing it. Um, you know, um, Keene's a terrible place and, and he might be the best thing that's happened to it in years. You know, um, uh, so seriously, I, I am intrigued. And now that I know that the Democrats are worried, um, they're spending money. They're spending yeah. money in the in the Republican primary um, because. They are frightened of George Hansel. George, I think the Democrats are cowards. I think you are not a coward. Prove me right. There we go. Um, there's my message out there. Hey, and anybody out there, any of you out there who actually, any, whether you're my 50 mutual friends or anybody else, anybody out there who knows George, who has a line to George, lobby George for us. Reach out, vouch for us. I understand not wanting to respond to some rando. I sometimes don't. Um, but vouch for us um, because that always that always helps. We, we, we want to talk to George, and I think it's in the best interest of the people in the congressional district to – talk to George. And frankly, even though, you know, this is a called a stretch goal, uh, I think that our congressional district, I think that our town, in fact, um, is formidable enough that it deserves people to be campaigning in it. And, um, and even perhaps in a, in a forum of some kind. And we would love to be friendly, uh, folks to facilitate that. Um, and I bet you, if we were to try to organize something like that, I bet you the Democratic candidate would refuse. Um, so, I'm not trying to do the political consultant's job, whoever they are, for them. But some of you can probably see where this is going. Um, so, let's talk.
let's work let's work together i'm co- i'm interested i'm compelled um yeah we're gonna we're gonna get george on so i hope so too all right what else we got to talk about the <laughs> what do, what do we want to cover in five minutes here <laughs> oh should we talk about the terrorist who drove his truck into the woods <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding everybody don't freak out i'm just kidding there was a guy there was a bad accident but no one was hurt so it's okay to joke about it, okay nobody it just, was hurt it looks really bad from the picture it looks really bad it closed it closed the la- a lane of 101 on temple mountain for like a day like a whole day dude drove his tractor trailer into the woods right but he was fine and he Look, there's a lot of people on this post for casting aspersions about his intoxicated state. <sighs> Let me tell you from experience, if the police think, if there's any reason for them to think that you are intoxicated or under the influence of something, they, they will take you in. You know, so there's a lot of people because he refused an ambulance to go to the hospital, which some people like uh, I think Justin Dole was one of them was like, dude, maybe he just didn't want it. Like maybe he wasn't hurt. and. D- didn't want to pay for an ambulance. And I think, you know, people were pointing out that like CDL requirements um, say that you have to take a blood test or something within a certain amount of hours. Maybe he wanted to get his own ride over there um, and not be like four grand in debt for an ambulance yeah. ride down the street. You know, um, I would do a lot to avoid an ambulance ride. So would I, so would I. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like he wasn't fucked up because if he was, the police would have taken him in. They don't, they don't let you off for that, especially when you drive a tractor trailer into the woods. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, he seems like a nice, a nice young man. I'm sure, I'm sure you're fine, right? <laughs> no harm, no foul. Um, but no, so the Peterborough Fire Department, who you know was at the scene and took care of the situation, came to rescue the man. Um, Post this on their Facebook page. And it just immediately just devolved into this utter melee because <laughs> now I don't know what this guy's deal is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who he is or where he was going or I mean, apparently his trailer was empty. Um, but I, I don't care. It's none of my business. There, uh, there are some people on that comment thread who are very sure that his trailer was full of drugs, guns, or a mixture. Yeah. It, it wasn't. And what he was doing, where he was going, is none of our business. We all have the right to take a trailer wherever we want to go. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it's not, it's like, what kind of busybody are you? Like, you want to know what's in every truck? Like, okay, Gestapo, you know what I mean? Like, like SS man, got papers, please. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You know, like, someone can drive over Temple Mountain without telling you their business, you know? But he, <laughs> he happens to have... <laughs> Painted on the cab of the truck is, and I'm not laughing at people who are a fan of this Sikh rapper at all. I'm just laughing at the fact that this is what the guy who crashed his truck on Temple Mountain had on his truck. Um, it's this full-size um, image of a a a man in a turban holding holding a big gun. And apparently some people in in the comments are saying, you know, it's, it's a Sikh rapper from India that's being pictured, which is fine. I don't frankly care who it is. And I, and I do, I do happen to know that cause there's a lot of people on there that are like, this is nine 11. Like this is, this is Al Qaeda. 
uh, we just we just stopped the terror attack because the guy crashed into the woods instead of whatever in Peterborough he was going to blow up, you know, um, whatever. Yeah, guys, guess what? It's a, the if, if you haven't figured this out all the time, the the uh, most of the time, most of the time, the Islamic terrorists don't actually wear turbans. Um, sometimes, sometimes, most of the time, people wearing turbans are Sikhs. Actually, part of their religion is to wear a turban. Um, it's it's like one of the one of the main um, behavior. They, they also um, Sikhs also have a a metal. I think it's supposed to be silver bracelet that they're um, at least the males, anyways, are always supposed to wear at all times. Um, there's a lot of different things that um, that's that's part of Sikh religion is several different behaviors. So you're supposed to wear a turban. So that's who this guy is. I don't care what his weapon is for. Um, so so his his name is uh. His name is Sidhu Muswala. This this Sikh rapper, cool. and it is it is definitely a gun, and he was killed bummer. in in May. Oh, bummer! Um, yeah, and he was in like a lot of legal trouble because of his raps about things like weapons and obscenities. So he was like. Facing a lot of trouble for that in India for his, for exercising his freedom of speech. Um, so, based on what I'm hearing, I am sympathetic to the Sikh rapper myself. Um, you guys going to call me a terrorist? Well, it wouldn't be the first time, but um, whatever. Um, anyways, though, so the guy, the guy was fine, but people just ab- absolutely lost their minds about you know the fact that but that but that, what's funny though is that it's 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 a it's the kind of post that we could have written a parody skit about you know because there's other even the people who are like on the right side in terms of not being hateful towards this anonymous driver right um but they're still like that is seek rapper whatever his name is i can't like the, like with the tone of like can't believe you don't know that. You know, it's just like, oh, you, didn't real? Know, you didn't fucking know that either. You know, like, and they don't, you know, they, they didn't say that you didn't know that, but it's, it's, it's in their tones like, yeah. he's a Sikh Duh. rapper well known in India. I did not read all the comments. I just like Googled Sikh rapper with gun. <laughs> nice. Because I just wanted to know. So that was a fun, that was a fun, that was a fun day. Um, and I, to- and I totally missed this till today. I really missed out. Yeah, and it's and it was a rare episode where the excitement was not actually in the Peterborough group, but merely on a innocent fire department uh, post. Um, did they ever jump in? I did. I did not nope. get through all the comments. Well, you know what? Me. Props to whoever runs the Peterborough Fire Department social media for just being like, you know, we're not moderators, we're firefighters and rescue yeah, personnel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, we're not. What people do, you know, uh, it's none of their business. It's not their fault. It's not their fault what happened here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whose fault it is, but it's not theirs. Um, so, that was the fun there. And, you know, we don't really have time to cover it, but i I just want to mention it because by the time we go to record next week, we're not going to want to do it. And this is just, I don't care. We're doing this anyway. This is one of the dumbest posts I've ever seen in all 
in all history in the Peterborough group and maybe all of Facebook. This is so stupid. Oh my God. And I'm, and I'm sorry if people think I'm being like mean or bully or whatever, but like, this is so stupid. Um, like, like, what do you want me to do? It's not my fault. Like we, we could have written. I don't know if we could have written parody this good. No. The gentleman named Ben. I'm going to spare him the embarrassment of saying his last name out loud. Ben. I have seen Ben make many, many bad comments over the years. Let me just read you Ben's post. I couldn't troll this good, but he isn't trolling. He's serious. Like, honestly, God. Made an active decision to order shoes through a local independent store's website rather than Zappos or similar. Accidentally ordered the wrong color. Store said they were a special order. They don't have any more in stock. Store credit is the only option. I guess it'll be Zappos in future. Even if you think these things as thoughts in your head, which you shouldn't, you shouldn't, but even if you do, these are not the thoughts that you put online. And if you do put them online, they're the ones you put on your page, not in the town's page. Like, good Lord. What? Like, there's, there's so much wrong with it. Like, where to begin? Like, all right, like, yeah, first of all, I would have just ordered from the website, okay? We don't, like, don't, don't be weird. You know, don't be strange. You know, like, it, it's it's one thing, it's one thing, it's it's a nice thing to do if you want to go in a toadstool and have them order a book for you rather than buying it off of Amazon. I can understand that. It's books. We do, we do have an interest. We have a shared interest in having a bookseller in town. Um, maybe you have like really weirdly wide feet and you need to try things on. So yeah, like, but if you do, you, those local shoe stores are never going to have that shit. But, but yes, that's what, it, that's like, that's what makes it even weirder is he ordered it online through the shoe store. Like right. there was, there's like literally no justification here. Well, in theory, the shoe store would get the, With, their markup. Except for they get a little money. Right. right. They get a little but money. But there's no personal I don't know. No, not really. It's not. That's, it doesn't really make a lot better of experience than or just ordering it on Zappos or whatever. This is this is this is the act of an ethically obsessed person, like so you know, like to ethically obsessed beyond reason, right? And so, all right, though, you made this bad trick because just just buy your shoes, guys. Don't 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 buy clothes or shoes here. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Um, maybe I don't mean to diss everybody in town. Like, I don't know. Like maybe if you are shopping for one of the things that they sell it, like underneath it all or something like, I don't know. Um, it, but go there and shop local. They have, I think they're really good at bra fittings. Okay. Like go ahead. Um, go. I'm not saying never shop there. Um, if you really need outdoor gear, which um, I guess you do. I guess we all do. So I, I, I own outdoor gear. Okay. So we all need outdoor gear sometimes. Fine. Go to the outdoor gear shops. But I've been telling you guys for months, if not years, 
stop wearing outdoor gear as like your clothes. Okay. Like that's just better than, and you can't get those clothes in the region. Just nobody sells them. You just can't do it. Just go somewhere else and get the clothes or order them online. It's totally fine. Shoes, especially shoes, shoes, any it's in terms of like retail space and like what you can put in it and like the amount of variety that exists within shoes. Okay. You are never going, there is never really a justification for like having a small shoe store in every town. It just doesn't make sense. It just, there's no economic justification for it. The ones that exist, I don't begrudge them. I'm not saying that I hope that you fail, but I don't feel any obligation to make it so that, that there will always continue to be local shoe shops. I, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. Maybe there's an argument for specialty shoe stop, shops, you know, like athletic shoe shops, right? Um, that was always a thing um, when I was younger, although I see a lot fewer of them now, but like, you know, uh, high school athletes and stuff, like they all need special shoes for like multiple times per year. And there is, there's a market there and there's a reason to go and try them on, you know, because if you're, a cross country runner, it's actually important. Like precision fit is actually really important or you're going to hurt your feet, you know? Um, so things like that, good reason. Um, you can make an argument for boots, right? Again, outdoor, outdoor wear, you know, we have places like EMS, Hubert's and things like that for that. Right. But just general shoes, you can't do it. Like you're going to end up with like one men's Brown dress shoe and like one men's Brown loafer and like what, you know what I mean? Like, you could only ever have one of like any broad category. If it, it just doesn't make sense. You can't make it work. So don't do that. Buy your shoes online. I'm sorry. Um, do it. Uh, but if then you make the choice to, to do this and, and to throw them a couple of bucks and you fuck it up <laughs> by ordering the wrong color, they didn't order the wrong color by his own admission. He told them to order the wrong color. Now, again, if it's me, I probably end up wearing the wrong color. Honestly, I probably eat my loss or I, at the very least, I eat my loss and I take them home and I don't wear them very often and I reorder the color that I want. But I'm not going to or I take the store credit or I take the deal. Right. I take the deal that they're offering and get store credit at the local shoe store. Which, again, again, like they they didn't have to do like they he did not have they, to do that. They ordered what he ordered. They did not have to even do that. But take that deal, right? Either take the shoes or take the deal. If that's again, the deal is beyond fair, you know, and the shoes are what you ordered. <laughs> so, so <laughs> taking them is also fair. <laughs> But putting them on blast for not fixing your mistake. Like, bro, Hamid. Oh, my God. Like, real talk here, though. This is, this is what big businesses offer that small businesses cannot. Big businesses can eat a little bit to make you happy. Because they're going to make so much money on everybody else that if they lose a couple of bucks on your transaction, who cares, right? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Which is, again, it's another great reason. I, I like that form of commerce, right? Where I don't feel indebted to Amazon for buying from them. You know what I mean? Because I owe them something. It's the, Everyone's relationship to small businesses is weird. I love small businesses, but 
people's relationship to them is very strange. You as the seller don't, you as the buyer don't really owe the stores anything. But in any case, um, small businesses though, who you clearly want to support, but just don't understand. Although apparently he owns a business of some kind. I don't know what it is. I hesitate to know, but um, small businesses can't really afford to be taking hits for like everybody who like fucks up the color of their shoes. Cause like, I mean, my assumption here is that like the, the shoes that he ordered, they don't carry it in stock. They they might not be able to sell them, you know, at all to anybody. Maybe this is the thing is that like he, he's, he's writing in the comments. Like there's this assumption that like any shoe that he drops off at the shoe store, there's definitely someone in the small area who wants that shoe, which again, they didn't carry on their own. And I'm assuming that the owners of the small business limited, however, a small shoe shop might be are probably aware of what is likely to sell. And that's what they order and that's what they carry. So you're asking them to take and put on their shelf, something that probably nobody wants <laughs> and compensate you for it. <laughs> basically. For the shoes that you had them special order for you because you thought you were doing that. I mean, this is like, this is so fucked up. I am just, he was doing them a favor by gracing them with his business. Like after last night's really good discussion. And I, and I, and I want to circle back to this as we conclude at the debate last night, right? Such a good, like whoever you vote for, honestly, Everyone, all three of those candidates, and, and there may be even one or two of them that you just like don't like. You don't like their style. You don't like their substance, whatever. Every single one of those came there and like faced the questions, took positions, you know, in some cases took positions that um, they might not have thought about or ha commonly have to answer questions about, did it on the fly. They faced one another. They faced members of the public, like, and it was rich. And it was really good. And I think that all of you out there will probably hear from one or more of these candidates something that you really like, maybe even from all of them, um, because it was that good. It was that good. And I like, again, I've not I'm, if, it, if I made it very clear, I'm not a Democrat. And, and I, I thought they all proved themselves to be fine candidates, even on issues where we don't agree. Um, and and I really like that. And it made me feel you know, civically proud and, and, and of, of the people and all this stuff. And then, and then today we have this, we have, we get just dragged down to earth by this guy. God, he didn't ruin my entire day, but he cast a pall over the evening, just knowing that someone out there not just thinks this, but thinks it's solid enough to just throw out there for the whole town to see. God, I just, I just, sometimes I just don't know guys. I have no, I, I, I wouldn't even, if, if I was giving good advice to this guy, I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, I was I, wondering if you were going to have some advice for him. Just like, don't, <sighs> Don't, don't do don't think things. things stop, don't don't listen to your thoughts in your head anymore. Um, <laughs> this is my good advice to that guy. Just stop. It's it's a, there's a, there's an unreliable narrator up here. 
don't 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 bet a lot on it. You know, <laughs> that that would be that's that's OK. I do know where to begin. That's my good advice for him. Anyways, we've got a little bit long. There's still so many things we have to talk about. I'm sorry for that diversion on prestige television, but I hope it was entertaining. I think that some people um, will, will they'll get a lot out of it. We can't always just talk about serious I matters. Don't. I think you should be sorry. Whenever whenever Sam isn't here to like rein us in, this is what happens. I know. It's true. It's true. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's our show for this week. Special thanks to Sound Lord Chad. And, and uh, Chad, this is, of course, Chad Patterson of Studio117.net, which can cover any and all of your sound needs, whether that's production, equipment setup, mastering, advice, you know, consultancy. This dude can do it all. He's also got his band down by 10, which we are encouraging everyone to go and see. And I think last episode or maybe in my last post, I totally screwed. Maybe I think it was in the show notes. I totally screwed this up. I think I said that 10 one was Chad doing dad rock at moms, but moms in Milford, but moms is in Manchester, right? And it's in September. 10 1 is the right date, I believe. Let me just, I better look this up on No, I, I put a correction in the last email. It's not the right date. Unless I screwed up the correction, which is totally. No, I think it was the wrong date for moms, but the right date for Milford. Oh. Well, you could correct my correction in the next let me, email. Let me see. Yeah, we're doing it now. Um, Yes, that is correct. October 1st is at a place called Riley's Place at 8 p.m., and that's in Milford, New Hampshire. We want to get some local people out to um, Riley's Place okay. October 1st. Um, so we're doing it. In fact, I don't remember if we've talked about it, but I think we initially had something on the calendar for 10-1, but I want to move it because I want to go and support Chad at Riley's Place. We've been threatening to go see Chad in Down by 10 and like bring him out here many times. The, you know, he does all this fantastic work for us all the time. We even brought him up on stage to be judged at the night market. And he stood up. He withstood all scrutiny, as always, of course. Uh, let's go out. Let's go out and see. Um, you know, if you're in the Manchester area, September 17th at Mom's, you can do a little right. uh, post-primary celebrating if you want. Um, go out to Manchester on a special little trip. Uh, but October 1st is Riley's place in Milford. Let's go out and support our friend. Um, I think it's going to be a great time. Um, so that's good advice. That is some good advice. Thank you to Chad for all that you do. Uh, thanks to all of you out there for, who are listening. Most of you do not need the good advice that I gave to the gentleman who with the shoes. Um, but we can all, myself included, certainly remember at whatever level we are at and whatever the best direction is for it to come from, to take good advice. Until next time, when we see you again in the Space Lounge. I'm Rod Serling. Good night.